Chelsea, that was beautiful. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, for those of you who may be watching for the first time and or who maybe um, haven't watched in a while, my name is Stuart Davenport and I am uh, the captain of chaos here at Morningstar. And so uh, I've been preaching uh, last Sunday and today, a little two-week, uh, I guess, sermon net series, something like that. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, on engagement. And, uh, and so if you are joining uh, us for the first time this week, you can go back to our website, mstarlc.church, and um, right below our heading, you can see uh, past videos there. And, um, and soon we will have a YouTube channel and you can go back and, and watch a lot of, uh, of what we've done online. So, um, so last week I started talking about engagement and I shared with you the story of the Good Samaritan and was, was sharing a, a different perspective on, on that ancient story, that very familiar story of the Good Samaritan. And I used a quote from Martin Luther King as kind of like my inspiration and also like my twist and turn on this different look of that. And so this was that quote. On the parable of the Good Samaritan, I imagine that the first question the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But by the very nature of his concern, the Good Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? So if I do not stop to help this man, this woman, this person, what will happen to them? I would like to have this in the back of our minds as we continue to explore engagement. Most importantly, engagement with each other. So to recap last week, I shared that we were going to talk about engagement. That's the what. And then I talked about the why we do this. We are designed by our creator to be in community together. And I use the Robert Earl King song, Feeling Good Again, to illustrate this point. So this week, I would like to focus on the how of engagement. 
How are we to engage with each other, and how are we to engage with our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Sustainer? And as inspiration, I am using um, Scripture, Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 25. Let us consider each other carefully for the purposes of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together with each other, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Another way to look at this would be through the lens of another quote that is near and dear to me. A quote that my grandfather would say to me. I think the first time that I had heard this quote, my, my, my grandmother had passed away when my dad was eight. And um, my grandfather, being so poor and in the middle of the Depression, had to put my father, his brother, and sister in an orphanage. And they would go and see my dad maybe once or twice a month, or maybe it was every weekend. I don't remember exactly which, but they'd only get to see my grandfather so often. And so after five years of being in this orphanage, my grandfather remarried. And then, um, to make a long story short, something happened, and uh, my grandmother Burton, which is what I know, knew her, and my grandfather, they went their separate ways. My grandmother Burton died shortly thereafter, after the separation. And my grandfather, from like 1972 to 1985, when he shared this quote with me, lived by himself. He didn't date. He didn't try to remarry. He just kind of buried himself in his work and, and buried himself in what he considered his ministry to be, which was he would pick up hitchhikers and give them an upper room. And so one day I'm helping my grandfather. It's Christmas break. Um, I'm home from school. I was going to McMurray at the time. And uh, I'm home from school, and I'm spending the day with my dad and my grandfather. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, out of nowhere, my grandfather tells me, I think I'm going to find myself a, a, a woman and, and get married. And I was like, really? And Because I was kind of shocked by this. My grandfather had lived by himself and had kind of, quite that time, Kathy, had become quite the uh, the bachelor. I mean, just really kind of had his bachelor ways. And so he said, yes, you know, I, I, you know, his reasoning was that he said, a man is no good without a woman. And so I, that just kind of sat with me in the back of my head. A man is no good without a, a woman. Or to update it for the purposes of today, and I think my grandfather would be totally totally fine with it. In the year of our Lord, 2020, a person is no good without another person. I think what my grandfather was saying, my grandpa, is that we are designed to be in community together by our creator. We are created to be together, to commune in fellowship, to go deeper in the words of our redeemer and to sustain each other as we are sustained by the sustainer each and every moment of each and every day. So how do we do that? Well, we all need to take pause and recognize the situation we are all in. Remembering that we are all in this together. 
to take inventory of the resources that are available to us, remembering that all good things come from God, recognizing the tools such as the telephone, the internet, our website, our app. Hey, Ross, did you know that Morningstar has an app? He gives me the thumb up. Uh, Zoom, our varied Zoom meetings that are hosted, all of these resources. And then we need to take inventory of the communication tools that we have available to us, such as telephone calls, emails, push notifications from our app. There are all ways that we can reach out to each other, to stay in touch with each other, to stay in community together, especially in a time of pandemic that none of us, none of us ever expected to live through, ever, ever. Having said all that, I'm sure that most of you would not disagree with any of what I just said. All of it makes sense. It sounds reasonable, logical. Most of us use these tools and resources, if not to stay in touch with our friends and family, we probably use these tools to work, to do school, and whatever else it is that we need to do to pay the bills and educate ourselves and our children. And yet, as close as all this makes us, we have never been so far from each other. Let me read today's scripture again. And let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together with each other, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. Or... As my grandfather would say, a person is no good without another person. So again, the question, how? I think that before we answer that question, we must ask ourselves this question. Do we trust each other? Do we have faith in each other? That was the inspiration, the John Hyatt song, Have a Little Faith in Me. Do we have faith in each other? Uh, Let me... Uh, demonstrate, or I guess illustrate, since we are in a time of social distancing. If I was to stand here, I would ask Ross to come up. And Ross would stand here, and I would stand here, and I would turn my back to him and cross my arms, and then I would do what is called a trust ball. I would fall back, and Ross would catch me. Okay, I would have faith in Ross, which, let me just tell you, that's a lot of faith, Chelsea, like a lot of faith to, to trust that he is going to catch me. In this time of this pandemic, each and every time is like a trust fall. This Sunday, lots, and I mean lots of work, went into putting this worship service together. Too much to mention. And as we go to put it on, we have faith that you will be there to watch it, to enjoy it, to be fed by it. Through the voices lifted up in song, the prayers said to soothe and comfort, to the unburdening of what weighs us down, to the time to stop and listen to what is being said. This trust fall cuts both ways. As we trust you that you will be there, you trust us to be there too that you can hear, that you can see, that the internet here and there works, that the prayers of song, confession, children's moment, message will be there for you, 
that it all will have meaning. To some extent, Sunday is easy. Sunday is the same as it ever was. Yes, I know it's not the same as it would be here, but it is basically the same as it ever was. It is the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday that are hard. Hard to stay connected. Hard to stay in touch. Hard to try and do something new. But we need to try and do something new. Or else we get stale and it makes no difference if we are in a pandemic or not. As Methodists, this should not be too hard for us. It is in our DNA to be creative. We have done this before. We've had to work hard to be in community together 29 days out of each and every month because we were designed as a faith community to be lay-led, not pastor and staff-led. Remember that there was a time that as a new faith community forming, we were lacking for preachers. We did not have enough to go around. So what did we do? We got creative. We used the technology we had. We stretched the resources that were given, and we created the circuit rider system, a system where a preacher would ride a circuit to fill a different pulpit each Sunday of every month. Usually, it was about four pulpits. It would take a week to get from the next, from one community to the next. We'd spend a little time there, preach that Sunday on Monday, get on his horse, ride to another community, spend a little time there, preach that Sunday there, so on and so forth. And what did we do in the meantime when we were without a preacher? We used our creativity to continue to be in community together. First, we had to have trust and faith in each other, that we could stay in community until the preacher came again. We held faith formation meetings together. We worked on being there for each other, together. We kept meeting not only to be in community, but more importantly, to have faith in each other. A person is no good without another person. Or a community is no good without another community. So back to that persistent question. How are we going to do this? In the coming days and weeks, well, let me take a pause here. We had a different plan for this Sunday. A totally different plan. But COVID got in the way. So... um, So that's why I'm preaching the way that I am preaching today. So in the coming days and weeks, we will relaunch something that uh, have been successful for Morningstar. Some will will find it comforting and easy to do. Some of it will be new. But we ask you to have faith in us for having created something new and faith in yourselves for trying something new. That may mean it is time to download Zoom. And for those of you who have Zoom, don't forget to update it regularly. We are in the process of creating different entry-level points. Some of, will, some of you will feel incredibly comfortable. Some of you will be stretched. And some of you will really be pushed and pulled. The biggest change that will take place is that Ross and I have found someone new to lead us in this ministry of being in community together. We have asked Guillermo Alderete to step in and to step up, not only to create, but to recreate, to use and reuse, to do and redo. 
How we do things will continuously be changing. That is life. The church, the universal church, is changing, and we can either use this tool of the church to be changed by a creator in new and creative ways, to be redeemed in ways that only the redeemer could dream of, and to have faith in the sustainer and allow for her to use us to be sustainers for each other. And as you ponder all of what I have said today and last week, let me end here. A person, a community, is no good without another person or community. If I do not stop to help this person, this community, what will happen to them? All of that, in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. Amen.